good. Tell me, uh, what, are you, what are you grateful for, Jude? What am I grateful for? Um, all my work that I've had this week and being incredibly busy and all my clients and uh, just being able to earn money in what is potentially a difficult time, right? So super grateful for everything that I've got going on. And, um, and as I was just saying to you, just to be able to afford my life as a single parent, I think is a, is a privilege and it's an honor to be able to do that with the work that I have. So, so grateful. And um, when I do my gratitude journal, I'll probably say that was in there probably about 80% of the time, you know? Mm. So, um, yeah, I think we're incredibly lucky with what we do. And, uh, and it was something I was thinking about it the other day. It was, something, it was something that I always, always wanted. When I worked in the music industry, <clears throat> I just couldn't see a way of um, going up and getting promoted. Like you could go to managerial level, but you'd never own your own record company or anything like that. You know, you'd never work for yourself in that respect. And it was something that I always wanted. I always wanted to work for myself. I always wanted to choose my own hours. And, and I think as as trainers and teachers, we, we can do that. We are incredibly lucky in that yeah. within reason, we can pick and choose our hours. I work within school hours because that is my time. And, and you know what we were talking about last podcast about how you attract certain clients. And guess what? I have clients that come during the day and they only want day. So super lucky that I don't, I'm privileged enough that I can drop my child to school, pick him up, be there at night, pretty present the most of the time. And yeah, I think that's something to be incredibly grateful for with our work. Over to yeah. you, what are you grateful for? I am grateful for my clients. Yeah. I'm grateful for the opportunity to work with them and um, you know, allowing, uh, allowing me to be a part of their journey to feel better, like in whatever capacity that is for them. And um, and uh, and yeah, I really, yeah, I really, I show yeah, I show a lot of. Uh, I'm always grateful for the fact that I get to the opportunity that I get to work with people that I really like to work with, yeah. and it's beautiful. And then the challenges that they represent me, I'm actually grateful for those challenges because um, they make me think about what I do um, and um, and just get better at it. And uh, so, yeah, so that's always exciting. And actually just saying it now, it's always like, oh, yeah, that feels really exciting. I can see your face. It's great. <laughs> yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. And, um, and then, yeah, clearly, um, without a doubt, always grateful for my family, like my bro, my mom and dad, just uh, the kind of, like, just growing up, you know, the kind of support structure that I had, yeah. um, just especially with the kind of environment um, that I know a lot of people grow up in. And um, just knowing the statistics of like family life these days as well, right? It's like so many divorces, so many broken homes, yep. lots of sing single parents, and and then um, <clears throat> so for me, it's like the fact that I kind of had that structure from early on. I mean, like put it this way, like the the house that uh, my, the first house that my parents bought, um, and uh, the one that I was basically brought home from the hospital in wow. is what they still live in. Was what they still live in now as well. You know, That's so, so cool. they've, yeah, they created a community around um, themselves there. So I'm super grateful for that. And um, yeah, just grateful for 
Um, and an interesting one is uh, actually, I realize it's, it's, it's um, well, we know where it's coming from. You know, it's not an egotistical or narcissistic thing, but I'm like, I'm, kind of, I'm grateful for me, actually. Is like, uh, uh, hell yeah. That's, yeah, that's an important one. It's self love, <laughs> yeah. it's, not, it's not narcissistic. Yeah. Well, but this is the thing, right? People will think that will, that can border on uh, or like cross over into that. But uh, the oh, yeah, narcissism is, 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 is a different thing. But go on, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. It's like it, it's a different thing. Is like, but what I mean by that is um, showing myself the appreciation for where I'm at right now, given where I've come from, and also appreciating where I'm going to. And so I'm kind of I'm grateful for that journey, and I'm grateful for me embracing that journey. And uh, even though, you know, like I explained to you just before we started the podcast, I was like, May, this month of May can go fucking do one. You know? <laughs> it's like weather wise, it's just been all over the shop. It's and it's terrible. just, yeah, it's just like driven me a little bit crazy. And then on top of that, it's, um, uh, yeah, I just, I felt like I was just slightly out of tune with myself and like the things I really like to do, want mm -hmm. to do, what my, uh, what my, uh, ideal future is and um and staying away from my uh, hellish hellish uh, potential and um and yeah I just feel like I kind of like lost sight of that a little bit and um so I've just been trying to recalibrate uh for the month as the month has gone on I realized that at some point through so um yeah I'm just kind of showing um gratitude to that because it's difficult to feel like uh, you know you can be grateful when you're just not in tune um mm. with things you know, we're not in tune with yourself and and uh, with the way you execute things. But then the, the thing is, is like it's the power's in my hands. You know, it's completely in my own hands in that sense. Like how I choose to live my day to day, how I choose to use my time is in my own hands. And I notice again, like, you know, I've mentioned this in previous podcasts, like if I'm using, if I've got more screen time going on, then I know I'm being less productive, mm -hmm. um, uh, generally speaking. And um, uh, all, yeah, and like more social media use definitely, and I know that I'm not in, I'm not in my zone. I'm not in my uh, zone of uh, focus where I feel good and doing things I want to do. So it's just been like recognizing that, and then just kind of being like, okay, it's fine. Like, don't worry about it. Like, trying to beat yourself up because I'm mm. super, um, uh, super capable of doing that is uh, just like decking myself for it and being like, oh, you idiot, just you know, you've lost your way, whatever, whatever. But um, just being like, actually. <clears throat> where am I and let's just go let's just do that one thing that's going to help me move forward and uh, yeah so I'm just kind of grateful for that journey and the challenge of it and uh, zooming out and looking at the bigger picture and going mm -hmm. hey this, I'm in it right now here but actually in the grand scheme of things I'm I'm doing I'm doing okay I'm doing good that's really cool that's really cool actually and something that you were saying it just made me think about I think it's okay not to do the whole time. I think we're, we all have moments where we lose that momentum and that drive that we had. And I don't know about you, but it's been a funny old couple of months, like coming out of lockdown and just everything coming back in and are we okay to do this? Are we okay to do that? And so I think I was listening to you and I was thinking, I think it's okay to just take your foot off the brake. No, wait, foot off the gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, foot off the brake. 100 miles an hour, I'm going. Become a NAS wrong. NASCAR racer. We should, we should know by now, the listeners and you, that I get things wrong like that quite a lot <laughs> of the time. So we know that I probably mean something else. Um, but it's okay yeah. to slow down. And like you say, it gives you that moment 
to assess why as well. Why, why are you feeling like you can't quite get the concentration? And it's also nice that you can do that thing of zooming out and looking at the bigger picture. And I think that helps to refocus you as well. But also you said something else, so it's like something about being in your own hands. And isn't that nice? that we've got that opportunity of, it's like I was saying earlier, our work, that it is in our own hands. We choose to an extent when we're gonna work, what we're gonna do, how we're gonna future our business and that kind of thing. And you're not working for someone else. You're not helping someone else's business to grow. You're helping your business to grow. So, mm. and if you think about a business, there's always moments of just plateau and then there's moments of growth, isn't there? So. Mm. It, this is this is your business and and yeah. i think that's okay so don't be too hard on yourself <laughs> yeah <laughs> just, just just give me a virtual hug just yeah well you often do it for me you often do it for me we're like right okay let's assess this situation and i'm, I'm like okay yes yeah. um like last week we cheat days uh and so yeah. this week just listening to you i was like you know it's not it's okay not to do the whole time and beat yourself up about it, which I know that you sometimes do. So, yeah, get chill. It's okay. Yeah, chill out, boy. <laughs> Go and eat your burger. It's... Go on, it's fine. Mm. Oh, <laughs> Don't. I want a burger. Like, did you hear? I was thinking uh, about it. <laughs> oh, bad. Is I'm gonna have jerk chicken tonight. Mm. Do you, are you gonna jerk. are you gonna make it yourself? Oh no, I don't know how to make it yet. But um, oh. there's this there's this place. Guess what the name is? White men can't jerk. <laughs> right, down in down in Peckham, such a good name, like uh, you know, homage okay. to the film White Men Can't Jump, and um, it's brilliant. Yeah, they just do some amazing jerk chicken, and um, thanks to yeah, thanks to my boy son and uh, Mo for introducing me to them, because they're just so so good, so good, okay. and I just have yeah, again, big problem is just stop myself eating so much, so <laughs> it's like yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, but, that's um, cool. Yeah, so that's gonna be it's gonna be nice. And uh, but uh, yeah, you've said uh, yeah, just something interesting. Well, there's a couple of things that were interesting. Um, it just made me think of a couple mm. of things. The um, what, what is it? You said something about like you know you're working for yourself. You're working on yourself. Um, mm -hmm. There's well, yeah, doing is like always feeling like you're doing right, and um, and that is. Yeah, I want to like maybe explore that a little bit because I'm of mm -hmm. I'm I'm wondering. I've had some thoughts about it, haven't clearly uh, clearly figured out yet. <clears throat> Excuse me, I just need a cough. Something. Excuse me. Um, yeah. So, um, I you know like the productivity and play, right? So we know how mm -hmm. good play is for the brain for you as an individual yeah. as um, as a functioning individual so um and and then is juxtaposed with pro productivity like um, being productive doing things which are moving you forward in your life and they're not always mm -hmm. playful is the is the idea um because there's certain things you just have to do they're going to be mundane and uh, yes. the way i've been trying to look at it is trying to introduce or trying to make that product productiveness playful so Great. like um and just like for example like what, what can i think of obviously yeah so with the line of work that we do right it can, like on the face of it every result is glamorous you know you just like you get to train all day or whatever it is it's like no that's not what's happening number one but no. 
like that's one aspect of the work that we do. The other aspect, obviously, like every other business, is a shit ton of admin that gets needs to be done. So, mm-hmm. with just using that that mundane example, it's like no one wants to do admin. I don't want to do my bookkeeping, but it's got to be done. Otherwise, I'm just going to be um, I'm just going to be in a terrible position at the year end, and my yeah. accountant's going to be like, "What the hell are you doing all year? <laughs> it's yeah. just not it's not a good place it's to be." Chaos. Yeah. So. Yeah, but what I've what I try and do is associate it with the traits that I have. Like, what is it about the bookkeeping which will be exciting for the kind for for the the way I like to express myself? So that can be problem solving, for example. That like reconciliation is like um, is investigative as well. And I kind of like investigating. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's kind of <clears throat> it's kind of like. Uh, Okay, so here's an invoice. Here's the amount in my, or here's the amount in my account, and it's like, oh crap, you know what? I completely forgot what that was. And I go, I'll go figure out what it is, and then mm. where it came from, and everything like that. So it's like, okay, there's, then that can be a bit playful because I like problem solving, I like investigating, and then I can make it playful. So that productive thing can be playful, and then also nice. with the work that we do, like face to face with people, yeah, it can be challenging. Like you know, we. Like, like one piece of information we give to a client, which takes maybe 10 seconds to deliver, makes all the difference to them, has taken hours for us to figure out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which can happen. So, um, and I, and like, you know, it's the same, like, I think of it like cooking as well. Cooking, you spend all this time, you put all this love into making your food, and then it's like, you know, you enjoy it so much, it's gone in 10 minutes. And I know. You just got it. T- 10, minutes, 10 minutes, lol, five minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, lol. It's, uh, <laughs> it's always it's always a thing. And so the, the thing like I used to get like used to grind my gears was uh, the amount of effort you put into an outcome, and the outcome is just a moment in time, right? But uh, you have though, to, you know, yeah, but carry for on. you, yeah, for sure. Um, so what instead it is is like okay, that I could like a client could present a problem and I'm like, you know what? You could easily be like, oh, I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> that's like, that wasn't, that wasn't, I wasn't anticipating that. That shouldn't have come out of it. But yeah. that's the point, you know, that's, I mean, like, yeah. it, that's the thing we should expect every session, something random to just have, <clears throat> yeah. just come about. Sorry, I'm getting a tickly throat on what's going on. That's okay. Do you I'm want me to gonna, talk while you sort it out? Um, there you go. What, there you go. I'm back. All right, you're right. Okay. Just had, just had to, just had to cough it out. Sorry. And yeah, like, um, yeah, I'll give you a chance in a second, but I'll, I'll finish it up. But <laughs> the idea, on. the the idea is, is like, okay, that hour's worth of investigation is like, okay, well, um, I can, I, I can enjoy it. It can be productive, but I can make it playful as well. So I can, because it's something that can feel like play because of the things I can associate with that with. You know, I can associate with that. Uh, that with um, the traits I like to um, build, at least, if I don't have them currently, or if I'm like, uh, so like I said, investigation, problem solving, critical thinking, um, Mm -hmm. application, like communication as well. So learning a concept, breaking it down into something that's able to be communicated to somebody who doesn't understand it on that that, uh, high resolution level. So um yeah and then it can be playful when you when you start to enter that zone you can turn productivity into playfulness and it doesn't always have to feel like a grind right and mm-hmm. i think in a lot of ways i'm quite lucky like that and um 
when I have that balance right, I just don't ever feel like I need a break. You know, I just don't ever feel like I need to That's take nice. a holiday or something. But uh, but obviously those times do come, and um, and it is good to break away anyway, just so you refresh and recharge and just I don't know get even more inspiration for the work that you do because you just like you know absence makes the heart grow fonder, something like that. Hundred percent. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think there's. Um, there's something there is like, how can we turn the things that we do that we generally think are like, you know, we, 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 we make them like a chore. We make it difficult for us to uh, execute them, even though we know we need to do those things to have a good day. Well, how do we make it so that we're actually going to enjoy those things is, and I think one of the ways of doing that is making it playful. And one of the ways you can make it playful is make it, um, have something to do with uh, the traits you like to express and uh, the things you like to do, finding elements of the work that you need to do that will relate to that part of you which you uh, which uh, which brings out enjoyment. Mm. And something I do to, I guess, make it fun, especially when there's bookkeeping and accounts and things like that, because I cannot stand them. I cannot do, I cannot stand number crunching at all and looking through and doing all that sort of stuff. And I am very naughty. I do it at the end of the year because I just can't face it week to week. Um, but what I tend to do to make it fun is it's almost like a time crunch for me. I tend to, it's not race against the clock because then it gets messy and you can miss things. But I, I kind of like to, a bit like you, like a puzzle, I tend to break it down and go month by month or whatever it is. And, and then I look at it and we'll zoom out and go, well, it's only going to take you a couple of hours realistically. And then you zoom back in and then you get it done. And you, it's almost like you're trying to stick to this timeline and this this, this level of, of flow that it, it takes to get to the end of, finishing your accounts and it's something I do with my week as well if I think of my week next week I, I will go into a bit of overwhelm if I zoom out and go oh I've got loads of sessions and I've got to do this and 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 you know and and it is pressured like in our line of work uh, I feel that it is pressured you know you you have to every hour counts right when you're teaching and you're teaching rehab and you're teaching people that have bad backs or bad knees or whatever it is and they've come to you because they need help Every hour counts, you know, of your schedule. It's not like an office job where you're, I don't know, sorry, I haven't done an office job for a very long time, but, you know, some of it's admin, some of it's Zoom calls, some, whatever it is, you know, time tends to go a bit quicker. We can talk about this in a bit, maybe. Um, but when you're with a person, that's their hour, that they've come to you so that you can help them. So every minute of that hour counts and you have to do a good job for that session however many times a week you do sessions for and when I think of that I go into a bit of overwhelm it's like and I teach zoom and I teach quite a lot of people on zoom and then I go into even more overwhelm because I was like oh my god I've got so many people that are on this zoom class and I don't know them and you know I've got to do a good job and what if what if, so what I tend to do and what I was thinking about when you were talking is like to make it playful, to make it easier, to make it more um, bite-sized for me, it's like I take it one step at a time, one session at a time, one moment at a time, one minute at a time. And something I do, I don't plan any of my sessions other than my classes because you don't know what's going to come in, like you said. You you literally don't know what they're going to walk in with. They could be like, I've got hurt my tongue, so I can't do anything that you've planned. So <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're yeah. like, okay, um, 
and then it becomes like a challenge in a way then it becomes playful for me as well because it's like I don't know what's going to walk in through my door next so Mm. and then that's playful to me as well and it's also it's it's like what am I going to give them? And and it's something that you've described as well. When someone's in a session with me, I have no idea what I'm going to teach for that day. I have an idea. But it starts to just unfold. And I think you've said this about remembering stuff. It's almost like a pathway. And I'm like, ah, oh, and then we're going to do that. And then that'll segue over to that. And then they want to work on that. So we need to do that. So that then, if you take it step by step, moment by moment, and you make it playful in that way, ah, oh, we're going to do this now. We're going to do that that helps that helps me anyway Mm. um and also something else you said about I can't remember exactly what you want what you said sorry but it was just something that brought to mind that every time you teach something that was it you're trying to relay something momentarily that's taken you ages to learn but every time you teach someone the things that you've learned it makes you learn it better do you know Mm. what I mean it's like Every single week, I've learned to say something a bit better. I've learned to to give information over in a different way to help someone else understand it. I've it's it's made more sense in my brain so that I can then give it to other people, and so I think that really helps as well. So when we take all those things and and we combine it, we I think that makes it playful in slightly different ways that you were talking about. But that's how I cope, basically. So, yeah. yeah. That's like, yeah, teaching Teaching is the best way to learn, is, mm-hmm. um, is basically it. Um, yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's, you know, that's, that's, that's the kind of thing I'm always teaching as well. Is that you're going into mm-hmm. overwhelm, it's like, okay, one thing. Mm-hmm. Pick one thing. One thing. You've, you've broken it down into one session, one mm-hmm. session at a time. And then the next one moment. Like just just yeah. thinking about that one moment. Yeah. And, yeah. and then, because um, I think that's super valuable because there's... Um, there's always like a million and one things to do, and always. you look at you look at that list of things that you got to do, and then you're like, okay, where do I begin? And you don't know where to begin because you're like, I could do this and that would be good to finish, but then I could do that and I'd be good to finish. I could do this and I could do that, and then you just spend all that time thinking which one to start, yeah. and you haven't even started anything, and you're mm-hmm. just stuck, you're paralyzed, right? So you just got to be able to break it down into um, just doing that one thing. And mm-hmm. um, one helpful way, actually, we were talking about with some clients this week was um, um, like the, f- the four quadrants of important, urgent, important, not urgent, urgent, not important, not important, not urgent. So mm-hmm. if anything nice. goes into that final quadrant, basically, you know that your dad just never needs to get done. Get it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. And, uh, and, then, <laughs> and then it's very important to differentiate between what's urgent and what's important. Because it can feel like something is urgent, but is it actually important. And if the answer is no, it's like, okay, well, actually, that can hold off because the most important thing, this is what needs to get done. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's, um, that's usually quite helpful, uh, quite helpful little model to use to hmm. get through that as well. It's like, okay, let me just stick everything in these quadrants and let me see where it goes. All right, great. Everything that's in that urgent, important part, that's getting done. Everything that's in the important, not urgent part, that's also getting done. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. And then take it from there. It's hard to motivate yourself sometimes, even though you've got these quadrants and stuff like that. And you know that, you know, whatever it is within your work that needs to get done is important. And it might not be urgent, but it's important and it will help. It's it's, it's hard to motivate sometimes, I think. So then we come back to that whole start with one thing and then just mm-hmm. see where it takes you. 
even if it's 10 minutes per day and before you know it you've done it and yeah. and I think that's important because sometimes we all lack motivation other things other factors come in you're tired whatever something happened you know there's other things to deal with and and it's hard to motivate sometimes and whichever whatever we're talking about like you if, if it's a client then I haven't done my exercises sorry um no worries just start again we restart carry on with the breathing and you know for me it's it's just motivation to do everything within my week that isn't urgent that's important but it's not urgent it doesn't need to be done now like making dinner you know that kind of thing so mm. um and then it comes yeah, back to that whole when... thing of carry on sorry no, you carry on, on. Comes, comes comes back to sorry yeah, there's a slight delay um uh, no, sorry. Uh, yeah, I think the Wi-Fi is a little bit weird today. Um, oh, I've lost my thread. Don't worry. Carry on. <laughs> Damn you, Wi-Fi. <laughs> gone. Just gone out of my head like that. Never mind. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like the thing about the thing about motivation there is as well is like if you lose that motivation, you're kind of losing touch of why something is important. Yeah. And then, so this is where I was talking about, I was like, I was out of tune basically with my ideal and staying away from my, my hell. So mm -hmm. I've had to recalibrate to that as well and just keep, um, like keep in my mind and bring back that feeling of like, what is it to be in my ideal scenario? And what is it to be in my hell scenario? And I'm all of a sudden, I'm like, oh shit, no, I'm doing all these things. I'm getting it done and getting it done around right now. <laughs> right. So, so the panic motivated yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, well, it's, it's more like just reminding myself. It's not even panic. It's just kind of, uh, it's just realizing that here's the dichotomy. Where do you yes. want to live? If you want to yeah. live in hell, then fine. Leave all that shit. Don't do it. Just, mm have a terrible day and be worse off than you were yesterday mm. and uh, then you know you're going backwards basically and that's like you know that's standing still it's like I'm not doing anything mm. um, it's not like I've deliberately taken uh, a step backwards but because I haven't done anything it is taking a step backwards yeah and so I see um, but then it's like okay well my ideal requires me to do these risks take care of these responsibilities and therefore I'm just going to do it because now mm. all of a sudden I'm like oh yeah yeah this is why I do this. This is why I've got to do the damn accounts, you know, so I don't have a terrible day and yeah. um, I don't screw myself up. And it's kind of, um, it's like, you know, the idea of like prevention versus cure. It's like, you know, you get cured of something, you're like, oh my God, I'm so thankful, I'm so thankful. But if you prevent something, there's never something that's happened to be thankful for um, you know, that you're out of. So still be thankful. You have to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you need to actively be like, well, if I don't do this, this is the this is the outcome of that. If I do do mm. this, here's the outcome, and this is better off. So, okay, I better better keep that in mind because mm. because because it's not obvious how it manifests um, unless you actually genuinely think about it. It's mm -hmm. um, it's easy to just let things go. So I find that, um, and it's a skill. You know, it's a bit of a mental skill. It's like you got to be able to um, recalibrate like that mentally, and then you get better and better and better at recalibrating where those periods of feeling out of tune and feeling demotivated become less and less and less. So mm. yeah, there's, um, there's, there's ways of combating that lack of motivation. You know, it's just bring it back to what's important. And then you're like, bam, I'm Definitely. in, I'm back in the game. I think it also comes back to, but as you were speaking, you know, we talked about in the past about asking for help as well, mm. like asking mm. for professional help. 
And I was thinking yeah. as you were talking about, you know, my health and fitness goals and how to stay on track and actually having someone train me, it's been, it's been really cool. Like actually asking for the help and then getting the help and having to show up and do the work, um, mm -hmm. even when I don't want to, is, is, uh, is great because you afterwards, you then know that you're on, on track with your goals and you feel better for doing it even though you didn't want to, and you probably would have sacked it off had it just been you. Um, but therein lies the motivation as well. When you are feeling a little bit off, asking you for help and getting that professional help in whatever context is really useful, whether it's a business uh, a, a business contact and it's someone to help you in business or if it's a health and wellness contact, whatever it is, it could be nutrition, you know, uh, your body, whatever. So... That was just something that came to mind when you were speaking. It's like, yeah. it's, it's okay to get that help as well, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's actually ideal to get that yeah, help. Yeah, perfect. If you can, you can, do it. Yeah, it's like, you know, you accelerate yourself through the issue that you're experiencing mm. instead, of like, instead of like wallowing in it and sinking in it like it's in a, you're in a bog for like 12, like a year. Yeah. And it's like, go get the help in like eight weeks, you're sorted. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Like the, the 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 time cost of it and is uh, is completely worth the investment, and um, the, yeah, the offset of the time cost is completely worth the worth the investment. And um, yeah, how's your strength training gone this week? Really good, really good. I did two this week. Um, so we did legs on Monday yeah. and yeah, yeah, legs on Monday, arms Friday. You're well on your way to becoming Judy Dench. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're getting consistent yeah i am um no so we did legs on monday and sorry arms back and abs yesterday and uh and it's interesting just to see how my body works like i cut up really quickly in my upper body but yeah. not so much in in, in my legs and and, and my ass <laughs> So it's just like you just gotta like get you gotta work. Really, I've gotta work harder on my legs, etc., than my upper body. So it's just a really interesting note about body types, body shape, and how much work you have to apply to different areas. You know, mm -hmm. it's just, and I'm like, why? But yeah. I suspect it's from all the boxing training. Legs are, I don't know, harder. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's probably been really carry, good. Probably just carry more, more fat. fat. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's coming. It's good. Um, I just hope, you know, if as and when I see you again and you're not, you're like, you haven't changed at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, yeah, where's, where's Judy Dedge? Bring her out. <laughs> In fact, you look fatter. What's happened? No. <laughs> it's like you start rocking. <laughs> you start like walking around with like, you know, your, your butt is just sticking out like really far. And you're just like pigeon walking your way around because you're just like six months into strength training. You've just got a bubble butt now. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because I've been really on point with my nutrition as well. So no. No. No, I mean like no, you'll have a, Oh, I see like, like the, the J Lo yeah. bum. I thought <laughs> What do you think I meant? I don't like, know that I just like grown. I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like, yeah, you get the, oh, the you'd be working the gym on butt. working the glutes. Yeah, the gym butt. 
the, yeah. the peach no, butt. I, th I think, and you know, unless, and we were talking about it in previous podcasts about nutrition, unless I really go for it and go into that sort of transformation, proper bodybuilding and up my nutrition loads, I don't think that's going to happen because I'm not going to up my nutrition loads. I mean, yeah. yes, I'm going to eat a little bit more, but I'm not going to be like, you know, like that. <laughs> I, want, I want to see you fill out the screen. <laughs> I want you to be so broad that you just, <laughs> you're just as wide as the screen from the same depth, obviously. <laughs> I've just got lats and, and, yeah. and my neck is like, is like Tom Hardy's. No. Yeah, solid. You're like Bronson. I just got to talk Jude Bronson. <laughs> <laughs> oh god another all one. the names all the Tom names Tom Hardy's traps are nuts though that can't be real you know oh for, especially Bane yeah crazy crazy yeah, um, he was yeah. doing he was doing stuff like, I think he was carrying his mate up and down stairs and stuff like that as like part of his training he just he just completely bro scienced it that's what it sounds like <laughs> he what sorry bro scienced it yeah, oh I science. see <laughs> okay right yeah. so you don't think he had any extra help do you think he just has that kind of body structure and he cut up because he can because he's just got that body type I don't know the do you details. think he had self I don't know the details for him getting swole for Bane in okay. the Dark Knight Rises but I know when he played Bronson he was just doing some rago training he was just doing his own thing okay and um yeah, and you just yeah, you just basically carrying like one of his heavy mates up and down stairs and stuff like that, um, which is pretty jokes. But I guess for Bane, like he probably more well known then and like you know, the yeah, kind of movie was. that it is as well. He probably just got some more professional help. I don't know, speculating. Sorry, when I say help, was... I mean drugs. That's what I mean. Like, do you think he, oh, he, right. he he had steroids, or do you think he was just that was purely just Tom Hardy and his structure? Um, I don't know. It might be might be just his structure because with uh, he's a stocky guy and i think he's, he put on like yeah. 20 to 30, 30 pounds of muscle and that's not like outlandish to do in the time frame that he did it i think especially okay. the amount of training that he would have been doing but who knows it's quite easy like it's quite easy to just you know get your hands on it it's not like it's illegal for him to do because he's not an athlete so why not no i i've just i'm always fascinated i'm, I'm yeah. always fascinated i have no i'm just i'm just like what do you think what yeah i mm. mean it was just unbelievable his body but i remember tom hardy from warrior which is a, a an mm. mma film and um he was ripped in that so yeah he's just i think he's probably just built it up from there hasn't he mm. yeah he just gets um he's yeah, I think he's got the frame to get those kind of traps. Yeah, beef up. Sure. I have not. Yeah. <laughs> what? I have not. I, I, no. I want to see this. I want to see this. <laughs> That's going to be our picture, isn't it, this week? Yeah, go on. Do it. That's a lame attempt. Come on. I you're can't. Just, you're, just, you're just doing this. <laughs> just, just basically roll your shoulders forward and lift your traps up. <laughs> there you go. That's it. That's all I've got. Now do a face. There you go. That's it. <laughs> all right. We need to work on your posing as well. <laughs> I'm not going on stage. We're good. It's okay. <laughs> no, it's for our pictures. Oh, I'm sorry. The... Okay. Of course. Um, uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, man. It's. Um, 
Yeah, steads, why not? Yeah. Just yeah. get your beefing up, use them. Yeah. If, if, you, if you're like, oh, maybe I could do, maybe I, maybe I fancy that Tom Hardy body. Just get you, get you beefed up. Mm. <laughs> no, thanks. What, would, you, would you think of that on a, on, a, on a frame like mine? I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I think it would look Beef. hilarious. Thanks. That's the look <laughs> I'm going for. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you, like 5'2"? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, five two, and then just being like two hundred pounds of just bulky muscle, I'd just be so weird to look at. Can you imagine? How did we get here? How did we get onto this? This is hilarious. Um, yeah. I'll blame you. I'll tell you you started um, it. You asked Hulk Jude. Here we are. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hulk Jude. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's 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 carry on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the but strength training is going well, right? So you're it's enjoying. great. What are you doing at the moment? What's your training at the minute? Ah, oh, man. It's, uh, well, this is part of why May was shit. Oh, right. Is this you're like, not training as much? Yeah. I just kind of like lost it. Well, you know, you know how the whole thing of like, um, yeah, I had some priorities and like I'm just basically working on something for my business and it's just like taking up time. But then it's just following my own advice really is um, just do the thing to have the power is uh, as uh, Umar used to put it. And mm. one thing that gives me a lot of power is like if I take care of my body and then I just feel like I've had a good day, um, everything else is better Same. off because I don't have that in the back of my mind. And so I lost that. And then, so I've been back on track with it over the last week um, yep. to a, on a more consistent de degree. And uh, yeah, and that's really, that's, yeah, it's helped me out a lot. It's, uh, it's making a big difference again, just, you know, something that I value. Good. Don't ever lose the thing that you value. I brought it back and I feel better for, for doing it. And it's like, you know, it's physical exercise. I think better when I've done physical exercise. I have more cognitive capacity. I'm a bit more creative. Um, yeah. I've got more in the tank for the work that I do. Like all, the, all, these, all these benefits, which, you know, you get them taken away from you for a period of time and you bring them back. You're like, oh, yeah, this is why I do that. Yeah. This is why I enjoy doing this. So, um, and also partly because, like, uh, uh, yeah, I felt a bit directionless as well because you know, pre-lockdown, I had a pretty strong plan in place for mm -hmm. what I, pre COVID. I had a pretty strong plan in place for what I was looking to achieve over the over like a two year period. But then, yeah, I just kind of got derailed. But, you know, I'm doing what I was doing, what I can doing what I could with the stuff that I had and with the mm -hmm. um, um, with the equipment that I had. And um, but then, yeah, because it wasn't related to a specific plan, it was more maintenance. It was just doing things and then not realizing um, that it's not. Uh, yeah, it was just it was there was no specific plan in place. So like the, you know, the idea of that motivation again started to wane, and because uh, I stopped feeling inspired by it, and then I was letting this other, you know, this this work project kind of like take over a little bit more. Mm. But. Um, but finding that balance again and just getting myself recalibrated and just doing the planning and be like, okay, three times a week, I'm going to do this kettlebell workout that um, right. I've got lined up for myself. And, um, and yeah, and just do that non-negotiable, just make it happen. And it's working on my cardio, it's working on my conditioning, it's working on a bit of strength at the same time as well, because kettlebells are a fantastic tool for helping you build up your Amazing. conditioning while putting, while maintaining or keep or putting on muscle mass. So, yeah, got excited by that again. And because uh, right. I just found something which is like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be consistent with this for three times a week, 12 weeks, and I'm going to build up the effort level 
um, the amount of time I spend under tension with these exercises over, and, um, and in, like, you know, theoretically by the end of it, I would have built up a certain amount of capacity. Uh, my cardio will be drastically improved and, um, yeah, like knock off some of that lockdown weight as well, you know, and, um, <laughs> Do you have lockdown weight? I just, I just feel chubs. Like, okay. uh, I don't, I don't, I could be this weight, but as long as I was lean, that's fine. Mm -hmm. is, um, but I don't feel lean at the moment. I feel like okay. I'm just a bit soft. Okay. And I fucking hate that feeling. So I hate that feeling. Yeah. So I don't don't feel good with it. So I'm um, yeah. So I just had to kind of find something that I was gonna be able to do, and um, soon maybe you know, like I'm just kind of waiting till we have like free access to stuff again. Like I can't mm -hmm. be bothered with protocols and shit where you, wherever you go. So when next month comes around and hopefully you know everything going accordingly, um, we're able to open back up. Then yeah, I'm just gonna go back into the gym and have a plan for that. And mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so that was, uh, that's what I'm looking forward to doing. But otherwise, in the meantime, it's just uh, go for a bit of walk or, uh, but the, the kettlebells is the one where I'm working on my conditioning and I'm going to do that a few times a week. Nice. And um, besides the just like movement stuff to keep my body supple and stable. So, yeah. yeah. Good. And again, yeah. it's hard. I mean, even though we're trainers, and I think it'll probably a question you get asked and I get asked is like, oh, you must work out the whole time. And it's like, well, actually, no, we're the last people that work out. You guys work out before we work out. Um, it's hard to motivate yourself once you've been training people all day to then go and train yourself on your own without help. I mean, that's that's hard. And pre-lockdown, you know, we were both training in martial art gyms and, and when you've got somewhere to go and you know that you're going to get a damn good workout and you're going to see your community, all your mates, that gives you incentive as well, doesn't it? So mm -hmm. when you haven't got that, it's very easy to stagnate, I think. So, yeah. but I totally get it with all the protocols. I, I, I was in the gym with my mate yesterday and it's just, you know, you've got to clean everything down. <laughs> and um, I don't think that's going to go. I think we're always mm -hmm. going to have that. But I, my thing is, it's like, how how do contact sports fit in with all of this? How is that going to work? I mean, I know you can do it within a bubble. Well, I don't I don't have that opportunity. So how well, is it, no it going to work? There's no specific guidelines for it um, because I wanted the same thing with grappling. But like since mm. the, the May easing of the lockdown last week, no, it was this Monday, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so since the lockdown easing on Monday, they're like, yeah, you can do group classes in a gym again. BJJ clubs count as uh, gyms. They have group classes. Okay. You can go to a group class, but they've still got their, you know, COVID compliance as well. Don't show mm -hmm. up, but like, you know, get temperature tested and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so they're still following that compliance. But basically, next month, 21st of June, if it goes um, accordingly, then... They're just saying we're easing off all restrictions, so then that just means people can go back to doing activities normally. I don't know what level of COVID compliance there will be, but if it's supposed to be free restriction, then it's basically down to the facility itself what yeah, they right. want to apply. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, and it's also part of me is just like I'll just let everybody else figure out the shit show <laughs> that this is. And yeah. Then, yeah. And you've kind of figured that. Well, you've out, got it. I'll get I'll get back into the mix. Go back so, in. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's basically it. Yeah, I but, feel like um, that, yeah. Yeah, but I said that, yeah, I just rolled with a friend on Thursday as well, which was great. Great. Got a bit of jits in, and I was like, oh, nice. my God, this felt so good. It does, right? It like, I've forgotten that. Yeah, it was just, oh, man, because it's like, yeah, with jits, is 
you can like that can be playful as well and you can have be yes. having fun with it and it's physical and it's just you, you know you're activating it's like recognizing patterns and um like you know you knowing like you like recognizing something is about to happen and then just like doing something to work with that or try and make yeah. something happen against that it's just um yeah it was great i just had so much fun good and um yeah i was like i can't fucking wait to get my ass handed to me all over again when, not long hopefully when things yeah when things go back to well things go back when uh when we enter the next phase and i can like go back to clubs and train freely again but yeah um, be nice. Yeah. See what happens as and when, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, again, it's, it's, I'm just going to wait and see. I don't know how I feel about going back yet. I just, yeah, let's see what happens. I'm quite happy with my training at the moment. Um, and again, it just, it just feels like it changes moment to moment. So I'm just going to put my structure in place, how I want to work my week. I will say, and I talk about it all the time with you, don't I? That I just I have to be so mindful of how much energy I expend in my own training, in my sessions. It's, it, I have to have enough capacity for everything. But at the moment, my training suits me. I have mm -hmm. just enough energy for everything. And so, yeah, we'll see what happens as, as life opens up. Maybe I'll have more energy and I can go and train and do some grappling. We'll see. Um, I don't know how I, I, I don't think I'm ready for it yet. So, yeah. Do it. Do it. I'll do it. You do it. Exactly. Just ask you and arch your way through it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that's um, that's going to be a lot of fun. It will. And yeah, tell me what you've been thinking because pre podcast you were talking mm. about like uh, communication, eye contact, openness. Like, what was yeah. that? Yeah. So we didn't just... delve into it. I was just like, let's just get into it on the podcast. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, it was just something that happened during my week. So I got my vaccine this week and um, it was just like oh a... You've got no. nano chips, nanoparticles, you're being tracked by oh the government. Oh my God, I'm so scared. <gasps> I mean, they're going to basically see me go from my house to Noah's school and back and that's about <laughs> it and be like the most boring life in the world. They're going uh, to be looking at a GPS system and be like, she moved. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> No. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, no. Yeah. I mean, why? Why track me? Dollars. I mean, really. Uh, yeah, I had one of them, and um, it was just a really interesting experience that made me think about human nature. And I, I, I'm sorry if this is a boring story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. But so I was waiting for my waiting to queue up to get into the place. I know, everyone's like that. So whenever right. you do that, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, it's going to be a boring story. You're like, oh, great, everybody just shut off. Just switch off now. Go no, <laughs> but everyone might be like, no, let's just wait and see, because she's a bit of a nutter, so it probably won't be boring. Um, <laughs> and I just found it all really interesting. This guy in front of me, this lovely lady was taking names and getting people into the centre. And this guy rocked up and was like... And she was like, oh, hey, can I take your name? And he was quite gruff with her. And he was like, and she couldn't find his name. And she was, she was flapping a little bit. And he was like, should be there. I booked him two hours ago. And then she was like, oh, that's probably why. And I just sort of stepped back. And I was like, human nature is such a weird thing. Like, this is a person that's given up her time to get to you volunteer. into, to volunteer, to get you into a centre 
so that you can have potentially something life-saving that might help save a life of someone around you, regardless of what you believe or not. And it was like, why, why be like that? And I don't know, it comes back to this whole thing for me of, of treating everyone the same as well. You know, it was like, why, what, and I get it. Like you might have had a bad day. It's been convenient. It's not great. Ah, whatever. But I feel like everyone's a human being and this woman's given up her time to be here to help. And isn't that a truly amazing thing? She's come in and it's okay. I don't know if it is risky to be in this position, but you're dealing with the general public public and you've given time up away from your family to be here. And why talk to her like that? And I, you know, and, and, and it's just something that I thought about. So I've rocked up and, and me, I'm always like, hello, hi. And, and she got, and it was so interesting. She like, she's like, I was like, my name's Jude Hersham. She's like, oh, I recognize your name. And it was such an interesting conversation because then she's like, are you Jewish? And I was like, no one's got that in the whole history of forever. Has anyone ever asked me that question? And I was like, (laughs) most people say, are you German? And, you know, and then they kind of question whether I've spelt my own name right because it's got two H's in and maybe it's just one H. Are you sure it's got two? So it's like, you know, they just, you know, question everything and I'm like no no I've lived with this for a very long time it has got two H's in but she was like just one just one day just go oh my god yes I'm so sorry I'm not knowing how to spell my own name for four plus decades I know I was like I'm older than god I know how to spell (laughs) my own surname please um but it's just and you know that's the normally that's normally how the conversation goes. So for her to be like, "Are you Jewish?" I was just like, "Yes, oh my god!" And uh, and we had this lovely conversation, and she was so cool, and this was cool. So then she walked me in, sat me down, and this was the whole power of communication and eye contact. So then she'd obviously had a word with her mate, and she came over because I made eye contact with her and I smiled. Everyone and everyone else, I would like to know that everyone else was like this yeah, on their phone, phone, looking down, head like that. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, everyone's posture, which got me. <laughs> and I tend to not do that anyway. I'm often up and looking and like trying to figure it out what's going on. Like a meerkat. You know, <laughs> always. And I made eye contact with like the main woman. I was just like smiley, even though I had my mask on. And she came over and she was like, what's your name? I was like, Jude Hirsch, I'm like, oh yeah, I know you, know you. And, uh, and she was like, look, we're running a little bit late, but let me see what I can do. And within one minute, I was, I'd had my vaccine and I was in the 15 minute waiting room. And it was just like, and, and I felt like a rock star, but it, that's by the by, it was just like the power of treating people like a human being, making eye contact and actually having a connection it's like that might have been a shit story, but the message underneath it is like, it's like just treat people like human beings, like make that eye contact, have a chat with them. Like these people are giving up their time, man, you know? And, and you know, like I've read stories recently about how awful people are being to people in like Tesco's and Sainsbury's. And I'm like, they're people. What, you know, and, and you yeah, know, people like just trying to get past them because, you know, it's lockdown and they need their stuff. And it's like, these people are, like on the line, front line, 
to help you get your food in what is quite a difficult time and and treat them so I don't know it just it, it's just something that I think about that that always treat people well and and it's so powerful it really is you know it doesn't matter whether they're a billionaire or or they're me whatever it is you know what I mean it's like just just humanize people and and make that eye contact it's just so important and it goes back to that old cheerleading thing I talked about in a, in a couple of podcasts ago where you just don't know if you have a conversation with someone and they might be having an awful month an awful or it just something awful might be happening you might just say something that turns it around for them and makes them feel better and then that then spirals into something else and then they make headway into doing I don't know I just am very much aware of that and so that was my story hmm. <laughs> rock star getting your jab ahead of everyone else it's not a rock star but I just sound it really funny it's like the power of like looking someone in the eye and then they're like let yeah. me see what I can do and it was yeah. like you man right yeah um... <laughs> you're speechless aren't you <laughs> yeah i'm just trying to think of like yeah it's it's a weird story but i do you know what i mean you know what i'm trying to say yeah. it's like yeah just be cool there's clearly i mean yeah the, the value of the value of doing that kind of thing I mean, even just for your own sake, it's like it doesn't even have to be for anyone else. It doesn't even have to be to make somebody else day, else's day. No, but it's just I like know. it'll just make you. It'll just make you feel better. Just do it from a selfish of point of view. Right? Yeah. It's just because when you do that, it's like actually, like, can anything ever be completely selfish? Is uh, is a question um, that's you know you could explore because even if you do something for your own benefit, even if it is like you know I'm going to help someone out because it makes you mm. feel good. It's like, well, you've, just, you've helped someone out as well. So it's not necessarily yeah, just a right. purely selfish thing. So in this case, it's like, yeah, all right. Like, I like being this way. If I'm not this way, I feel like a bit of a dick. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, I did something which was um, more in line with my character, put in a way, I prefer communicating in a way that I prefer to communicate in, which, um, which is <laughs> it's socially beneficial as well. So, you know, you, you help, you just basically made somebody else feel better about the work that they do as well as making yourself feel better because you know you've just behaved in a way that makes somebody else feel humane so yeah, yeah. and then you got something more out of it yeah yeah it's what it, you know it was never for benefit it's just mm -hmm. i just think making eye contact and communication is it's just it's so lost at the moment like everyone's on their phone everyone's staring down which annoys me anyway because everyone's posture i mean you know great i'll be in i'll be in business forever <laughs> but it's just everyone's like just got their heads there looking at their phone and uh and i just found it very sad that mm -hmm. we were all so locked in and the masks don't help you know and and I just think, actually, and, and I think I was doing probably a bit of present, be, be present, be conscious, you know, look around, look at stuff, see what you're doing. And I just think mobile phones right now are taking that away from us as well. Like we're so locked into this world of likes and follows and texts and emails. And does it matter? No. Yeah. No. That's, look um, around. But exactly. That's also, yeah, something that just kind of came up a little bit. Um, for me over the week because um, I heard about the, like the idea of it before and it just came up again this week and it was just you know boredom is good for you basically mm -hmm. it is yeah 
And uh, yeah, so I'll get your take on that because mm. with right now is like we're not allowing ourselves to get bored anytime we feel like for just a moment we're a bit bored you know you just turn to your phone you reach. look at you scroll something yeah. and you reach but there's um i can't exactly talk about the the neuroscience of it but um allowing yourself to be bored is essentially creating space for you to become a little bit more creative as well is um you're allowing Correct. yourself yeah to uh, allowing yourself to get bored helps you to start getting to a place where you start to get agitated and go, all right, I need to do something with myself. And because we have something which satiates that boredom really, really quickly, which is something in the palm of your hands, mm -hmm. and yeah. we get stimulation from it that way, we kill that boredom. But really what it should be saying to us is, hey, here's some boredom. And the boredom keeps rising until it gets to a point where you're agitated enough to do something. And that doing something, if your phone wasn't there, is going to generally result in something which is more to do with what you like to do, what you want to explore, mm -hmm. and what is going to be productive for you. It could even be something as simple as, all right, well, I better go clean the kitchen then, shouldn't I? <laughs> or, yeah. And then, yeah, you, know, you just clean your living space up. That's great. It's better. It's like, oh, you know, I might as well just read a few pages. Super oh, productive. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, allowing yourself to get bored yeah. is actually an important part of uh, you learning to become productive and placing value on uh, uh, placing and doing act, placing action on things that you value. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a thought. I wonder if there's like, you know, what the counter if there is a counter argument to that. But I don't think so, because without <clears throat> that kind of boredom, like. Um, that overstimulation basically that's provided by social media and phone use. And I say overstimulation because that's what it is. It's, um, again, I was talking about with clients this week, which was, you know, when you know, you're working, you're working on your projects or whatever it is that you're doing and you need to take a break is to actually feel refreshed so that you can have another bout of productiveness is to actually switch off from things that stimulate you. And even mm -hmm. though it feels like it's a very passive thing to scroll through your phone, it's actually highly stimulating uh, for brain centers which are requiring rest after a period of production, a uh, period of productivity. So you feel like you're doing nothing, but actually your brain is still highly stimulated. So you just keep going down that path of wearing yourself out mentally. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you didn't right. do that, you know, you got hours more worth of. Uh, capability uh, in you left so it's um it's an important thing to just regulate your use of these devices and um you know i speak to myself when i basically when i'm saying this i'm just reminding myself that this is something i need yeah. to do and um because it i like how different i feel so much better when i feel focused it's it's such an amazing feeling but it's so easy to lose it because you just got this distraction machine in, no. in the palm of your hands. And uh, so I have to physically remove it from my environment uh, <coughs> to be able to um, get something going for myself to allow myself to like start connecting dots and become a little bit more creative with whatever work that I'm doing and actually focusing on the work that I'm doing and um, not going, oh, wait, let me just look that up. Let me just look this up and then just getting caught in a rabbit hole with that. Yeah. So... Yeah. So I wonder, can you, can you think of, can you think of anything that might be 
against the idea of being bored? Like, no, because you could, the, well, because <laughs> you could think of, um, all right, well, maybe it could lead you down some more pernicious activity or <coughs> nefarious activity. So that didn't, that didn't, um, that didn't mute anything, by the way. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. It's like, it's like, well, you did that a couple of times. <laughs> You're obviously not going to know, and I realise I'm going to have to tell you that. <laughs> like, I'm mute on the computer. I'm just like, I can't, but I'm worried that I'll leave the studio and do something wrong. So, so sorry, listeners. I, I won't cough again. Yeah, don't um, leave him. Don't leave him alone with me. Jeez, I'll just talk your ear off. <laughs> I'll probably click cross instead of mute, and it, and then you're just. Uh, <laughs> I love that. You did it twice. And I'm like, that ain't doing nothing, Jude. Wicked. That's not. What's he doing then? If, uh, uh, anyway, carry on. Sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, it's like, well, this is thinking about what could, what could be said against be, allowing yourself to be bored. It's like, okay, well, you could just go and do some stupid stuff. Um, which yeah, which does happen because I don't know, like, you know, stories of teenagers getting bored and they just go, I don't know, go and set fire to a fucking blue tit or something because that's what you do. I don't know, you know, like you're in a park, you've got some fireworks and you just chuck it at some birds. I don't know. Okay. All right. Let's break this down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like it. So yeah. So there's, there's that kind of aspect is like, okay, you can just end up going down um, a really shitty path. But how, so then I guess the question is like, how do you stop yourself from going down a path which is stupid and um, mm-hmm. meaningless and making sure that you allow that boredom to steer you towards something that is meaningful and useful to you? A really good question. Um, so I say it to my son all the time. He comes down, mommy, I'm bored. And I'm like, good, great. Go and find something to do, you know, go and write a story, go and do something great, you're bored, excellent, this is where the creative comes because I can't stimulate you all the time. I'm not going to entertain you or spend money all the time so that you are not bored. You have to find something to stop that boredom. And more often than not, he gets creative, whether it's, and, you know, sometimes it can be a little bit stupid, like he'll start mixing up shit in the kitchen and it's like, okay, yeah, well, good, you're not bored anymore, that's brilliant. Um, that was amazing. He just made his own cookie dough. <laughs> I was hungry, so I was bored. I'll make my cookie dough. Um, but and, I didn't you know, want to cook it, so I just munched it. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes it'll be like potions, or he'll write a story, or he'll listen to music, or whatever it is, or he'll write music. He'll just start to delve into that creativity. Mm, so, nice. and I read a lot about this a, a little while ago. So, yeah, it's really important to be bored. And I think that's down to parenting and social structures and social circles, whether you're going to go do something stupid like set fire to a blue tit, as you said. <laughs> just to just note, that's not something I've ever done. I've never abused that. <laughs> With the firework. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, I can, like, that was no, definitely a trailer it. thought that came up because, I'm, you know, teenagers yeah. do stupid fucking shit. Teenagers do but stupid also, things, but... Yeah, but uh, adults will do stupid stuff as well. It's exactly. Like, oh, I'm just like go to the pub and like drink yeah, gonna go and beers get, and then yeah. come out and get shit faced and whatnot. But that's then down to like beliefs and environment and upbringing and mm. goals and things mm. like that. So if you are, 
for example, when Noah's bored right now, he's going to go and get creative. When he's a teenager, we'll talk again and hopefully the, the creative will just become different. It, I think it just depends on many factors as to if you're going to go and do something stupid as opposed to do something a little bit more creative. Um, it depends on you as a person. But for me... And I, you know, and I'm such a work in progress with my phone. Like I do, I have to do what you have to do. I physically have to lock it away. Don't take it on dog walks. Yeah, you know, and and do things like don't look at it straight away in the morning for at least half an hour so that I can set myself up for the day and things like that. So it's so hard, and I feel myself being pulled towards it. But I know this whole idea of being bored, so you get creative. Yeah, so you go and clean your kitchen and then you feel better about your living space. So you might go and do something else to do with your work or it just it will then take you down a path that if you had just stayed scrolling, you wouldn't have gone down. So absolutely get bored. And it's so hard. Like I have moments where I'm just so tired that I do sit looking at my phone and scrolling. And sometimes that does spark creativity and imagination. But more often than not, it just makes me feel shit because mm. you just see like loads of people working out, looking great. And you're like, oh, no, no, no. Um, <laughs> so it's not productive, though, is it? So mm. it is hard. Um, but I know from experience and from watching my kid that getting bored is key to creativity mm. sometimes. Um, yeah. Creative is going to look different to me than it is to my son, but mm -hmm. creative might be that, uh, yeah, I get creative within my workspace or my environment or I move better or I go into here and I figure out a flow and then all of a sudden, you know, that's been more proactive for my work. I don't know. Mm. But, yeah, get bored, definitely. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I like you, like, good now go be creative. Is yeah. That, all right, I'll go cook something yeah. in the kitchen or I'll write a story or I'll read a book or, and that's just beautiful, man. It's so much yeah. better way to spend your time than, than anything else. Um, yeah, I like that. And it started making me think of like, if you are getting bored, this is again, cause in a world where it's just, everything is overstimulation, everything is geared towards you not necessarily being in tune with yourself because there's mm -hmm. so much external stimulus yes. coming in. You have to start developing a rock solid sense of yourself and and what does that person do? You know, mm -hmm. that person who is like, you know, this is me at my best, what does that person do? So um, then categorizing that out is okay, well, the, that person reads books about this subject. Um, watches these kinds of movies because it, that they mean something to them. this person uh, does these activities blah 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 etc 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 um you know calls my mum <laughs> because uh, it's always nice to tell them you love them you know that kind of it's thing so important so, yeah yeah so um so then when you start to get bored you one of the things I think would be useful to do is just to be able to snap out of it with that list of like, who is me at my best mm -hmm. like remembering that and then going to do one of those things. So, so it prevents you from doing something which ends up being a complete waste of your time. Um, yeah. 
like you know socializing is always valuable all that kind of stuff so it's just um i think yeah. that could be i think that could be the way like, okay if i'm bored then you have to obviously build up that kind of that trigger or that mental you have to build up a memory of basically being in touch with um oh yeah i'm getting bored when i get bored and i, I want to remind myself of the, the best kind of person I can be and mm -hmm. that best kind of person does these things. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm bored. I'm not, I'm just killing time. So I'm going to go and kill time doing one of these things, which is actually going to be really good for me because I'm going to come out of it better off than if I just spent my time doing something else. Mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, so you might need to set some reminders for yourself. You might need to have something Well, it's not necessarily setting reminders because when you don't know when you're going to be bored, but it can be like, something on the wall in your room in your kitchen yeah um, in your really office good. wherever it is is just like do these things when you're bored you know and you just see it and you're like, oh yeah okay i better i better go yeah. do that um that could be that could be a way to tackle it and um and i think also it's important to keep in mind that um sometimes it can you get the illusion of productivity when you're scrolling on social media because if you're anything like me you're following people who you rely on for information or mm -hmm. to point you in the right direction to go and search for something that intrigues you, you know? So me, I'm following a bunch of stuff about neuroscience, about the strength training, about human anatomy, yes. about breath work, all that kind of stuff. So I can see in my feed useful information or useful posts, useful posts, useful posts, useful posts. And I can be like, oh, cool, really interesting. I could do that for 20 minutes and I've seen like six or seven different posts and then I can, I can, on a surface level, feel good about myself because oh, I've just read some interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. But then as soon as I put it away, I'm like, what did I just learn? Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, shit. Uh, not a lot, <laughs> actually, because I don't remember it because it was just consumption as opposed to absorption. Nice. And Yeah, that's yeah. really nice. Yeah. And that's a problem. So we're consuming all the time. We're not actually absorbing the yeah. information that's in front of us and so it's the illusion of i've just done something productive for 20 minutes but actually it's all bite-sized information it's yeah. not designed to give you like you know because i mean we write these posts for our for our instagram account as well it's, it's like, real it's people in give, isn't it yeah, yeah. Well, it's like it's designed to give you something to think about but if you don't actually go away and think about it you're just consuming stuff right mm -hmm. and it's just not of uh not of any value so the idea there is okay well just don't do that because I could have learned something a lot more efficiently and effectively if I actually just went away and did the things I would do anyway, which is read a book yeah. or study or um, do something in relation to that. So yeah, you can give you, you can really fool yourself that you're being productive and that's, um, you got to guard yourself against that basically. You just got to catch yourself out mm -hmm. and yeah. So it just seems like there's a lot of work you have to do for yourself in, our modern world and uh, have people around you that help catch that as well because mm. that's helpful um but yeah but that's just the way we set up and that's just the way things are wired right down so if you want to live your best life you know you gotta you gotta put in some put in some rules for yourself too right and i think that's been a really great reminder for me to it, it is these bite-sized they're super informative, but they are bite-sized and they are, what did you say? They're consumer. What, uh, what consumption, not consumption. Yeah. And 
you're not getting you're getting depth but you're not getting enough depth as where whereas you were studying it or you took out one of those books that we have on neuroscience and actually delved into that this is a really nice reminder for me because at the moment I've got a real block about reading I just Mm. can't and so I end up scrolling going oh that's interesting but then actually it's not that there's no substance to it it's just it's 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 almost just that hook to where you in isn't it so that you then go do more study with that person or whatever it is um but actually damn just go and read the book yeah or, or just log on to id and listen to one of those lectures i've got like a million of them you know yeah. but there's like this block at the moment and listening to you i'm like mm, just put the phone away and actually do something of substance because you're going, I'm going to, and I always feel so much better when I've done that study. Because I'm like, oh, yeah. I remember so much more. That's yeah. so super useful for my clients. Yeah, I, yeah. Because if you also, if you, yeah, well, if, if you also accumulate the time that you spend on social media, avoiding uh, doing the don't. thing that no, you're no. like will be beneficial for me, like, oh shit, that was two hours. I could have read like sixty pages. <laughs> you know, it's no. just depending on depending on the kind of book it is. But yeah, sickening. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then you don't you don't realize that in the moment. That's the thing. So you no. really like I'm again. I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to anybody mm. else here. I like I have to remind myself to do this a lot, you know. And and that's part of why um, I felt out of tune this month is mm. because I like lost like just those tiny little moments of doing what would have been beneficial for me versus where I was. Let's use that consumption versus absorption, because. Yeah. Um, um, and you know, where the way I think about that is basically because from a nutritional element, like you can consume something, but it doesn't mean necessarily your body's absorbing it because you might have some deficiencies which don't allow you to absorb the food, so mm-hmm. you're not actually getting anything out of it, right? And I, it's like fa- it's like fast food; you're consuming it. But if, um, uh, no, that's not really a great analogy. But the analogy for um, the bite-sized information being like fast food, it is what it is because it gives you that little quick, oh yeah, I feel yeah. like I learned something, I feel nice. like I learned something. But actually you go away and half an hour later, you're still craving more information because you didn't actually learn anything. Scratch the surface, right. yeah. Yeah, you just, exactly, you scratch the surface. So um, yeah, I just, I feel like, I'm, you know, I'm talking to myself as much as anybody else because just have to be, I have to be guarded against it. And um, yeah, I can't remember where else I was gonna go with that. <laughs> That's okay. I, it, it has brought up, do you remember I was talking to you about urgency culture as well? Mm. And this whole mm. concept of the first thing that we do when we wake up in the morning is check our phone. Most of us do. I'm trying very hard not to, but I swear yeah. it's like a drug, you know, it's like, oh, must not check phone. So, you know, it, it does take a lot of self-control to do that, but it's, it's this whole thing around you must answer that email straight away. You must text that person back because you want that, whatever it is, validation, contact, uh, reply, whatever it is, whoever it is. Um, and I don't know why I have that, but I'm trying to get better at going, I'll reply when I have time. I'll get back to them when I've got that, when I'm able to give them a proper reply. I'm not going to check my phone first thing in the morning. I'm going to get down and do everything else that I need to do. And and it's often people say set an intention for the day. I don't really, I haven't really understood what that means yet. I don't really know. It's like my intention for the day is that I need to get through all my sessions. I don't know what my intention is, but I know that I feel better if I don't lie in bed looking at my phone, checking Instagram, checking my text, checking my email mm-hmm. um, before I've even got out of bed. 
because you're responding to other people, whichever it may be, text, likes, follows, they're all in your space, in your head, in your headspace before you've even got out of bed. When really you should be focusing, and it comes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the session, like yourself, self-love, you, your priority. You are your priority. Otherwise, how are you going to be good for anyone else? So mm. that's what I'm working really, really hard on is not getting into that urgency culture of check, 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 check. And it's, it's bloody hard, but I think over time it's going to get better and just taking moments during the day where I haven't got my phone, I'm on a dog walk, I'm journaling, whatever it is. And also another thing, I think you do this anyway, is like eating my food mindfully without yeah. checking my phone. Do you know what I mean? So, and no, actually taking... is going to taste so good. There you go. going to be there with You're you. going to enjoy it. Put your it's phone right away. There. there you are. That's beautiful. Mm. And that is something that I've noticed that I do. I'm like, as I'm eating, I'm multitasking, I'm checking emails, I'm watching, da, 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 you know, and it's like, no, no, you have <laughs> two minutes because that's how quick I eat to eat mindfully. Slow, slow down. <laughs> Such a pig. No, longer <laughs> than that. But, you know, just you've got five minutes in your day to sit and eat your food. You don't have to check your phone. And it is that whole thing of, just being present and in that moment rather than check, 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 like being off somewhere else the whole time. And I, as I said, I'm a very much a work in progress and I need to work on it more, but I say this as a reminder for myself as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, super important. Yeah. Be present, be present with your food. That makes a big difference is I just feel so much happier after I've eaten yeah. when yeah. I've been present like that. Whereas if I've like mm. you know, watched a YouTube video or done something else, it's like- I don't even know you've eaten. Yeah, 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 exactly. Don't even, don't even realize right. you've eaten. I'm like- Did I eat that? that? God, that went quick. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like all that flavor mm -hmm. and you yeah. just missed out on it because you were thinking about yeah. something else rather than, exactly. rather than this fundamental activity you will partake in every day, which is yeah. in, in dis, indispensable to our, uh, living so mm -hmm. just if you show yeah that's also why you take it for granted because we do it all the time but it's also yeah. why we shouldn't take it for granted because it's like this is so important <laughs> it's nourishing it is actually for mind body everything it, you know it, what you eat helps how you move how you think how you sleep so appreciate it and again i say this for myself as well as for our listeners so yeah mm -hmm. yeah 100 percent that's a good one. Let's leave it cool. there. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. I uh, hope you enjoyed the conversation. It's particularly useful for me, actually. It felt kind of therapeutic. So thank you, Juju, for You're welcome. helping me figure out some stuff and get some shit off my chest. Always. And, um, yeah, that was cool. So, yeah, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, give us a shout on Instagram at Evolve Achieve Thrive. Tell us what you're thinking about this episode. Um, tell us what you think about the podcast in general. Uh, if you're enjoying it, please uh, sign in to Apple Podcasts and leave a review um, and a rating as well. It really helps us get the show out there so people can discover it. Um, and uh, subscribe to the show on whichever platform you're on, whether that's Apple Podcasts, uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Pocket Casts, 
um, Podcast Addict, you name it, we're there. Go find us and uh, please subscribe to the podcast and uh, get it. It really helps us uh, get more people to uh, pay attention to us. And uh, we feel like we've got a lot of valuable things to say. We'll have some other guests on as well because it went down really well with uh, Emily a couple of weeks ago. And thank you for everybody who tuned in for that episode. So we just about missed out on making it into the top 10% of podcasts, but it was, uh, uh, it was a hell of an yeah. effort. So thanks for everybody tuning in and uh, see you next time.